When you fast, you train your body to go without eating and you tap into an important evolutionary aspect of human physiology, mammalian physiology. All mammals fast for periods of time. That's the bottom line. And they don't die. And you know, back you know years ago, but even today, we talked earlier, like people are thinking like, oh, fasting, oh, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's, it's the most innate protective mechanism that humans have that we could tap into that we don't. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. What an amazing show we have today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. If you're driving in your car, if you're chopping up cucumbers for a cucumber salad, if you're walking around for your daily afternoon walk, listen. Thank you so much for joining the show. Check this out. What we have today is so important, this information. We got one of the OGs, one of the kings who've been talking about fasting for so long. One of the OG naturopathic doctors, Dr. Russell Mars, is going to talk to you about fasting, but how to do it, right? There's so many different fasts. There's so many different ways, so many different questions. He's going to clean up all that noise and bring us back to what we can do, the most simple and sustainable fast, and how often should we be fasting, and who is fasting good for and not good for. He's going to answer all the questions on fasting. Fasting is a super powerful tool, and we can utilize it to our benefit of our physical and mental health, and Dr. Mars is going to clear up exactly how to do it. Also, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about athletic performance, but really from the aspect of how do we heal ourselves holistically when we're doing athletic stuff, working out, running, moving our bodies, one of the pillars of health, we got to make sure as we get older, we're healing, we're recovering, we're helping ourselves build muscle, we're performing better when we're doing the activity. This is stuff that we need to be hacking right now so we have sustainability through our lives and building the most skeletal muscle health while burning down the fat to make sure that we're setting ourselves up hormonally for the rest of our lives. That will be in the knowledge bomb, so without further ado, let us get to this wonderful episode of Heal Myself. All right, everyone, very special guest. Listen, in my field of naturopathic medicine, there's some OGs who's been at it for so long and who are robust with knowledge and wisdom. And he's on the show, Dr. Mars is an OG, right on the Mount Rushmore. What a <laughs> gift to have him on here. My guy is gonna talk about fasting. So many of us ask questions about fasting. Should I be doing fasting? How does a fast look? How many days should I do it? How do I reintroduce food? How do I get off of food? How do we, what are the rules? What are the rules that we need to do when we do a proper fast? We gotta know, we need some directions. You can't just jump in there. Dr. Morris, thank you for coming on the show, my man. So happy. I know it's been a few years. A colleague, Dr. Biller, said, you got to get hold of Dr. G, man. He's your, he's your guy. He's your plant-based guy. Right? I was like, really? You know, Because that's another battle we can talk about, which that's connected to fasting. When you fast, you train your body to go without eating. And you tap into an important evolutionary aspect of human physiology, mammalian physiology. All mammals fast for periods of time. That's the bottom line. And they don't die. And you know, back you know years ago, but even today, we talked earlier, like people are thinking like, oh, fasting, oh, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's, it's the most innate protective mechanism that humans have that we could tap into that we don't. 
when it comes to fasting, yeah, is fasting powerful, powerfully helpful for something like allergies? Unbelievably powerful. I mean, it cured my hay fever basically, and got me started on the past on the path to fasting because it was like, I mean, I was I was ready to move out of Portland because it got so bad, and I was like, I can't live here, you know. Even though it was only a couple of months, I'm like, it was just intolerable. And so when you know I was fasting like ten days, two weeks, two and a half weeks, I'm like. And no allergies for all of June. I'm like, I can fast for, you know, months. I mean, I shouldn't. But, you know, I could have fasted for a longer period of time. So then, you know, I start getting into like, okay, well, when you fast, you train your body to go without eating. And you tap into an important evolutionary aspect of human physiology, mammalian physiology. All mammals fast for periods of time. That's the bottom line. And they don't die. And, you know, back, you know, years ago, but even today, we talked earlier, like people are thinking like, oh, fasting, oh, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's, it's the most innate protective mechanism that humans have that we could tap into that we don't. And it's just really like sad because it's like cures so many problems, like environmental problems, you know, with pollution because you're not doing anything. And it's a spiritual thing, too, because, you know, you realize like, wow, I'm not just eating and, you know, going out and eating and stuff because people get into this cycle. You know, I mean, I grew up, you, eat, you ate three meals a day, breakfast, lunch and dinner. You didn't leave the house without breakfast and lunch, you know, in school, you got to eat lunch. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, there's a different reality out there. And the reality is that people can go for much longer periods of time without eating. And it triggers this amazing evolutionary response where first stage, I heard you, you know, I listened to a few of your lectures that you gave on your podcast is, you know, you break down glycogen stores, but that only lasts for a half a day. And then you start breaking down unneeded proteins. And the best analogy that was given to me was done by Walter Longo in his book, The Longevity Diet. And in there he says, well, you're on a train from San Diego to Los Angeles and you're you make it to, uh, where did we go? Ocean, so I know a little north of that. Irvin. And you're like, you run out, and it's an old train, it runs on wood that you put into a stove and it creates steam. You run out of wood and now you're like stuck over there and you're like, you want to get to LA. So you look around the train and you see these broken chairs and you're like, ah, let's take these broken chairs out of here and throw them in the fire burn them, get to L.A. When we get to L.A., party time. We're going to make brand new seats, better seats than the one we had. And now the train is essentially newer than what the train was when it left San Diego. And that's the same thing that happens in humans. And they've shown this, that the telomeres get longer. Each time you fast a little bit, the telomeres get a little bit longer. And it's like, wow. It's like, I mean, it's the most amazing fountain of youth you could ever tap into. 
And it's like, why don't we? And it's free. And it's free. It's, it's free. free. That's the it best part. It doesn't do anything. You know, we often underestimate the impact that laundry and cleaning products have on our overall health and well-being. We do. We don't think about how many of those traditional detergents and household cleaners can be loaded with harmful chemicals and toxins that wreak havoc on our body, especially if we have kids. That's why I'm always excited to bring on sponsors that I align with. Molly Suds is one of them. They're a brand that has been using an absolute game changer of a formula. Molly Suds is amazing. It's a line of laundry detergents and household cleaners that are made with safer, gentler ingredients. Again, especially for you and your children or future children, right? To me, something really important is integrity in a company. Molly Suds, super high integrity. I appreciate how powerful and effective these products are at getting your clothes clean, but it's also kinder to your health and to the environment. They have laundry detergents in particular that are free of all those nasty chemicals, right? These are ones that you might see right now in the back of your product. 1,4-dioxane, formaldehyde, synthetic dyes. You're probably gonna see fragrances. That one's gonna be really common. These are all causing allergies, disrupting your hormones, and actually are known cancer and actually some of them can increase your risk of cancer. And think about it, how often are you washing your clothes? I'll say this, the cleaning power of Molly Suds is impressive. It outperforms a lot of the mainstream brands without all the harsh stuff. And plus, this is one of my favorite parts. It's actually more cost-effective per load, which is a major bonus. And because Molly Suds is cruelty-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, I can feel good about ethical and sustainable practices behind the brand. So if you're ready to ditch those toxic cleaning products and make switch from something safer, something more effective, I highly recommend checking out Molly Suds. You can pick it up at your next Target run, or to make it even easier, just go to mollysuds.com slash DRG. Use the code DRG to get 20% off of your entire order. That is M-O-L-L-Y-S-S-U-D-S.com slash DRG and use the code DRG. Let's talk about a game changer in the world of health and fitness. This is Lumen. It is the world's first handheld metabolic coach. Let me tell you a little bit about this game changer. It's a device that measures your metabolism through your breath. And on the app, it lets you know if you are burning fats or carbs and gives you tailored guidance to improve your nutrition, your workout, your sleep, and even stress management level. are stress. And here's how it works. You simply breathe into the Lumen device first thing in the morning, and you get real-time feedback on whether you're burning fats or carbohydrates. Lumen then provides you with personalized nutrition plans for the day based on your metabolic measurements. So why does metabolic health matter? Well, think of your metabolism as your body's engine. It's what turns food you eat into energy to keep you going throughout the day. And when your metabolism is optimized, you'll experience benefits of easier weight management, improved energy levels, better fitness results, and better sleep. That's where Lumen comes in. It helps improve your metabolic health with every single breath that you take, offering recommendations to enhance your pre and post-workout fueling for peak performance and recovery. So if you want to take the next steps in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use the code DRG to get $100 off of Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E and use the code DRG at checkout for $100 off. As we unfold on these questions then for fasting, yeah. uh, one, you mentioned something important. It's evolutionary. Yeah, mammals do it. So, so what happened? Why are we overriding that? Is it is it in our innate intelligence to go? Oh, maybe I shouldn't eat right now. Do babies do it? Do toddlers do it? And where do we lose track? And why do we lose track of it? Well, I mean, I think you know, as a species, we we tried to survive. When you look at the you know population statistics, and I mean, my, it boggles the mind how rapidly our you know population. In November we hit eight billion in the world. 
And it's like, okay. And the reason that that's happened is because we've raped and pillaged the environment. And we're growing, you know, there's enough food to feed about 10, 11 billion people right now, but it doesn't get distributed equally because some people eat a little bit more like Americans. You know, I mean, as of 2018, the obesity population was, I mean, it staggers the mind 42.4%. And since COVID, it's gotten more. In fact, there was one study that was done showing the average weight gain was 29 pounds. And that was over 50%. I think it was 61% of the participants in the study. Average weight gain, 29, 10% gained more than 50 pounds. Hello, obesity. So when you track COVID and you look at the stats, I mean, it came out early on that obesity is like the number one factor involved in contracting this, you know, virus. And yet we went the opposite direction. It's like, you know, it's like when we at the beginning of this whole thing in March of 2020, I went on my fast. I do three a year. So for those guests of yours that don't know Walter Longo, that's a must read. The longevity diet's great. I mean, just goes into really nice details and like, like why certain studies are valid and other studies maybe not so valid. And you need to look at this from the big picture. So you study the blue zones. Where do people live the longest in these five blue zones of the world? And what do they eat? Do they calorie restrict? Do they fast? Not on purpose. So they interviewed this 107-year-old woman from Okinawa. And back in the day, there was a big war going on. It was embargo. They 80% of their calories came from sweet potatoes. And so when they ask her, so what do you think of sweet potatoes? I hate sweet potatoes. I never want to eat a sweet potato. Because for 50 years, that's all they ate, sweet potato. So they were kind of fasting hypoallergenic diet, right? Without wanting to, but that's how it is. And when you look at all the blue zones, like how much animal product they eat, they don't eat much. You know, now they, they eat more because it's more available and stuff. But that's not how it originally came about. So I think originally, you know, back to your question about like, how did this evolutionary trait get overridden? Well, you know, obesity obviously was like much, much less thousands of years ago. So most of human history, we tried to survive. So whatever we could get was great. Fruit, nuts, seeds, bone marrow, carcasses from animals, as long as it wasn't too decayed. And then, you know, now with the advent of the Green Revolution, we've come into a situation where it's just, you know, incredibly, you know, um, prolific what we grow, all these crops, but most of them are grown to feed animals. And then we eat those animals and it's... And that we, cycle continues. Oh my God, it continues. It's powerful to hear. So so, so when we think about something like fasting and, and the blue zones, they, yeah. they, they, they have their own calorie restriction. Right. There's different types of fast now. Yes. Uh, but before we even go into the details of each... I want to know about what fasting, what does it do in the body? What's happening in the body? Yeah. Let's say if I go, you know what, today I'm not going to eat 
tomorrow I'm not going to eat? What starts happening in the body beneficially? Yeah. Well, we talked about first stage, you break down all your glycogen, not all of them, but uh, half of them from your muscle and your liver. And then you go to the autophagy phase, which is breaking down proteins, proteins in the body that are old and not really needed. And so they get recycled and they make new proteins. So now the magic starts happening when you start making ketones. When you start making ketones, so in my practice, I give my patients these meters to monitor closely their ketones because I want to know exactly when they go into ketosis. So usually second day, and that's usually what I call hump day. So most people, you know, have fasted for like part of a day or a day and it's like, oh, I'm starving. And it's like, well, you're not starving. You have an appetite, which is good. That's a normal response. So when you get past two days and the body starts then making ketones, the brain that's an obligate glucose user switches to ketones and it gets stoned on the ketones. And that's the euphoria that people experience on the third day, but most people never make it to the third day. You know, I hear these stories, yeah, I tried for a day and I never could have make it. It was like, you were right there. You just needed a coach to nudge you along. So, you know, my fasting prescription has been a juice fast for people because it's easier. It's a good one to start out with. You can do water fast, that's fine and dandy and stuff. That needs to be monitored more closely especially you're on medications and stuff. Juice fast, anyone can do a juice fast and doesn't require anything high tech. And you can do the juice fast according to how advanced your fasting skills are. So if you're not so advanced, you got more juice. If you're more advanced, it's mostly water. And that's exactly what they do at the Buhinger Institute in Germany. They do a broth. You get 114 calories a day, which is kind of chintzy, especially like when I went there this last summer, the activity level that I had was like beyond anyone else's. You know, you start out six in the morning, 10 kilometer hike, and this is fasting. And then you come back and you do two hours of yoga and then you go and you swim a mile. And so I was like, at the end, I'm like, can you guys spare a little more of that broth? You know, I know I had my share, but I'm burning more calories than Peter over there. He, he just sit around all day. No, most of the people were really active and that's a controversial point. But I think that the point is well taken from an evolutionary standpoint. There's a good uh, lecture and I'll give you a list of my documentaries and the lectures that I recommend to my patients. Uh, about fasting, some of them extremely inspiring. Dr. Prad Mammis from Florida, he's like, you know, you're starving, you know, you're not starving, you're hungry, and you're in a cave, and you come out, you know, you're not going to fall asleep and, and die. You're going to be like, I think I see an animal over there that I could eat, or a fish. So you're going to be actually much more aggressive than what you would normally be, because you want to eat that thing, because I'm starving over there. And so the opposite of what they tell you, it's like, oh, when you fast, you're going to shrivel up, and then you're just going to like die, and you're not going to... No, no, that's doesn't do good for human survival if that happens. And that was my experience with triathlons. I stopped eating before them. 
you know, used to get up like two hours, three hours before and eat, I'm like, okay. And then I realized it's not necessary. In fact, my performance is better when I don't eat because I don't have all the stuff jiggling around. Even if it's two hours later, you still got stuff jiggling around and your body's doing some digestion with pancreatic enzymes. Like, no, man, we, we want to like catch that brother ahead of us on the bike. And so you're more concentrated and focused. Your mitochondria, okay, we're just muscles, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I think when people realize that, then say, like, oh, I don't have to be like crawl into a hole and, you know, go to sleep and, you know, don't look at anyone. I mean, I go out to eat with people when I fast, like to nice restaurants, get dressed up, come in there. Yeah. And, you know, I just have water yeah. and people feel uncomfortable for me. And I'm like a pig and poop on a vegan farm. I'm like sitting there like, man, this is the cheapest get together I've had right, all month. Right, right. And I get all the benefits and I can sniff and smell your food and it smells great. And you realize that eating a lot of it has to do with smelling. And if you could just smell and not eat, well, that's pretty good. That's powerful. That's too. really you think powerful. About, right? You're just sitting there, yeah, but you're smelling. Yeah. But, but I'm thinking about this then yeah. because, look, it, it is ingrained on people's minds. No, 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 no. You got to make sure if you have an athletic event, you're going to eat. Yeah. You have to make sure you're eating all of this food yeah. in order to match any energy expenditure. Right. But what you're saying is we're, we're given more energy, clean energy when we're fasting. Yeah, you well, you know, you start making ketones and then the body starts making more and more ketones. And the brain loves ketones. It gets really like euphoric when it starts using them. And so, you know, your body is not going to break down your protein in your body of muscle cuz it needs that to go get food and stuff. So it just breaks down certain proteins and then the body starts, you know, going into a little bit of turn down. So your body temperature starts to get a little bit lower and you get a little bit chilly because it's like you don't really need body heat to survive. And the body is doing its evolutionary thing. And now you start making the stem cells. Now that's like the real, that's Santa Claus's shop. What day is that now? That's day three. The magic day is day three. So I always advocate a uh, five-day fast. And this was something that came, my studies, uh, in 1982, I preceptored with Marshall Mendel. He's a famous medical doctor. He wrote about seven or eight books. And one of them was, it's not your fault, you're fat, uh, lifetime arthritis relief system, which cued me. And I read all those books when I was in school. And so I kept that in my mind when I created my fast for my patients. And then, you know, uh, it was a man, people came from all over the world and he fasted them for five days. And he put them on a rotary diversified diet of five days. And so that got me thinking five days. Walter Longo, his fast is five days. And so I'm starting to see this connectedness of people that study fasting. And, you know, What's the best bang for your buck? Well, you got to get to the three days because you want to start making them stem cells because that's what's going to regenerate all your tissues. And usually, you know, it's a bummer because the first few days, you know, 
you go through withdrawal symptoms from alcohol, chocolate, wheat, whatever it is, it's your addiction. You got to go through that. And some people, not a problem. Other people, you know, the headaches, oh, I can't live without coffee, you know. Then I have to negotiate with them, like, all right, have a little bit of coffee if, if you're going to continue your fast. But you should get past that. And doing IV magnesium could be really beneficial. Or what we do is we do have patients take magnesium supplement together with bentonite clay. So the bentonite clay is the strongest adsorbent that we know. And that's something that's great. So it's going to adsorb all the endotoxins that are hanging out in your gut, which, you know, people don't realize, you know, when we were in school, when you were in school and we did the colonics, there would be this black tarry material that would come out of people that was there for like months for sure. And it's like, that's got to be a good thing, getting rid of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to be good. Yeah. And, you know, bentonite clay is a great adsorbent, and magnesium will make you poop. Now, now this is important because now yeah. I remember hearing in your lecture, a lot of people forget about this. Don't. They do their fast, yeah. and they go, oh, I'm not eating, so I don't need to poop. That's not right. Yeah. You still make poop when you're not eating. So, you know, as we know, the amount of bacteria in your stool is just basically bacteria and you know there's so many organisms in there and it's uh, and it's super complex and we're only scratching the surface jeff leach wrote a book rewild where he studied the tribes the hudza in africa and went there and, and created this uh this project to identify what are good bacteria in your gut and he had some amazing you know Revolution revelations during his time. And he did their diet for like three weeks, which consists of like 100 to 150 grams of fiber, a staggering amount, which is how we make our microbiome. And they ain't doing any antibiotics. They're out running around in the wild. So an important thing. So I think, you know, when people get past that third day and they're, they're you know, the symptoms start abating and they do their magnesium and they do the bentonite clay, suddenly it's like, oh man, it's like my joints. I haven't felt my joints this like limber, like I could touch my, I can't do that normally. And the, the swelling in my ankles is like completely like, it starts going away because you diurese. So that's one of the big things in fasting is you pee a lot. And that peeing is great because it's getting rid of endotoxins in your body. It's like perfect. You know, you don't need all that urine. But, you know, the hallmark of inflammation is swelling. So the opposite of swelling is peeing all that swelling out. I mean, it's like amazing. So, you know, if you're on medication, you do have to be careful about that because especially blood pressure medications, because your blood pressure comes down. Blood pressure almost, you know, close to 100% of the time when you fast goes down. And it's like your body doesn't have time and energy to do something as, you know, stupid as raise your blood pressure, which is right. damaging your blood vessels. You right, know? right. We got, other, we got bigger broccolis to saute, you know. We don't, we don't need to do that over there, so. So, so thinking about this now, we're talking, yeah. we, we give the body some space to start healing, yeah. cleaning things up. Yeah. 
what is happening in the gut. A lot of people are saying that now when we stop eating, so the gut starts healing. Is, is, is there a reduction in inflammation? Are the cells beginning to heal and repair? Because it, it, and we, uh, you said about the endotoxins in the poop. Yeah. What, what's happening in the digestive system? Well, I mean, it's like, wow, we're on vacation. This is like unbelievable. I mean, even juice fast, you're not really doing a whole lot of digestion. You have a couple sugars there and some of the, you know, disaccharidases in the digest in the small intestine are doing their thing because, you know, apple juice is mostly just, you know, glucose and some fructose and stuff. And it's like, okay. So like the gut has a chance to like find, so anyone that has a digestive problem, like fasting is like the fastest cure to your problem. I mean, it's like give the digestive tract a chance to like rest and not have to pump out insulin, not have to pump out, which creates inflammation in itself. And then, you know, you're not having to like do all these enzymes, bile salts. You're not making bile salts because you're not eating any fat. So, you know, the broth that they use at the Buhinger Institute, there's no fat in there. So that's good. So that's in agreement with water fasting and juice fasting. So when you start bringing fat in there, that will change the fasting characteristics a little bit. But, but now, you know, when you get three, four, five days of fasting, the level of, the level of inflammation like, just goes down like, dramatically. And so people that have migraine headaches, I treated a patient once, which I don't know if I believe them, 112 consecutive days of migraine headaches. And I'm like, you got to fast. And third day gone. Wow. I mean, they were pretty happy. They were like, oh my God, I've never thought that this. And, you know, someone that's had that many migraine headaches is willing to do anything. I mean, some of the crazy things that we do to people with migraine headaches. Okay, that's yeah, another story. Yeah, that's true. So, like, fasting is like, you know, simple and easy. You don't do anything. Yeah. And thinking about, so, when it comes to fasting, what I'm what I'm hearing is that it's just a, a reduction in the internal temperature, the inflammation. Yeah. And not only just the literal reduction in the core body, but yeah. inflammation in the whole body yeah. is starting to go down. So what physical diseases in your practice and so many years of fasting yeah. have you seen improvements on, aside from the migraines and the joints? Yeah. What else do we see? What's surprising? Well, you know, I mean, it's just pretty much everything across the board, like diabetes. I mean, diabetes is such a... Look, staying hydrated is the key to feeling your best. It is a te It was my first post ever on Instagram about hydration and water. But, you know, all the concerns about tap water and quality of tap water, I, put, I did a lot of shows on it talking about you can even find what is the quality of your tap water. It's hard to know if what you're drinking is truly clean. And for me, it's so important, so, so important. This is one of the first interventions I tell people, the first investments. Get yourself a good quality water filter the most pure water without worrying about those contaminants. That's why I'm super excited to share with you AquaTrue. If you followed me, I've been talking about AquaTrue since 2018. I've had it since 2018. And I'm so happy they're a sponsor because it's something that I really have been using for the long term. AquaTrue purifiers, they use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, meaning they tackle all those harmful contaminants right head on. And what's the best part? There's no installation, no plumbing required. You plug it in and you're good to go. Almost half of the U.S. tap water contains PFAS. These are forever chemicals, polyfluorinated chemicals that we get from the water, usually a byproduct of the industry, 
that goes into the clouds, it rains, and it gets all over our water system. It is one of the biggest concerns in environmental medicine right now. AquaTrue certified to remove these contaminants and many more to give you that peace of mind. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every single home from countertop options to under sink models. And don't forget, they also have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost option. Check that one out. But really, one of the main reasons I love AquaTrue is because not only does it remove all of those really, really concerning chemicals, the ones that I talk about so much on the show, the ones that were found throughout so many water systems across the United States that cause so many diseases, including cancer, we have something that removes that. It's affordable and long-lasting, lasting up to six months to two years, these filters. And think about it. One set of filters makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents of a bottle. So if you're going out to the supermarket and buying those water bottles by the dozen or by the 30-pack, not only are you putting a burden to the environment with the plastic, you're putting a burden to your body with the plastic, and it's not even quality water. So since switching to AquaTrue, it's been the best of the best. Everyone in my family has one. All my friends have one. And the best part is AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can try it risk-free. And for you, the Heal Thyself listener, you get 20% off of any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code DRG at checkout. So if you're ready to upgrade your water game and enjoy pure, clean water straight from the tap, don't wait. Go to AquaTrue.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing, right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health, and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing three-in-one electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate Flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, Go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com, and the code is DRG. Perfect disease. It represents the, uh, the epitome of the American bad diet, you know, not just Americans, you know. Austria, Germany, Europe, you know, so-called, you know, civilized, industrialized nations, you know, it's like clearly, you know, there's no blue zones in any of those places, you right. know, except you got one Loma, Loma Linda, Linda yeah. but that's a special kind of pocket of religious people. Mm -hmm. So we can't that separate, but, you know, when, you know, people experience like that, like diabetes, like, you can bring someone's blood sugar down, their A1C down in six weeks to like, you know, amazing numbers that if you had a drug that did that, you'd be billion billionaire, you know, like just trillionaire because it would be used by everyone, you know. So, and this is like free, you don't have to do anything. You just have to get past what I call the spinal tumor, your brain, 
just thinking like I was fasting. It's like, oh, I don't want to fast. And it's painful. I don't want to do it. And if you do it, it's not painful. It's actually totally freeing. It totally lets you go. And you can, you know, you don't, you don't have to think about buying food. You don't have to get it and then put it away. You don't have to cook it and then put all the leftovers. It's like none of that unless you got someone that you're cooking for, which I've done that before with my son, fasted and cooked for him. And it's like, that's where you get that smell. It's like, oh, it smells really good, but I'm I'm fine. As long as I know I'm not eating, I'm fine. Right, so now now we think about this fast, right? And and you had said juice. Now, in yeah. particular, why did you say? Why would you say juice, not water, or just nothing, dry one? Yeah. What about juice? It was was your choice? Was your flavor to say yes? This is the way. Yeah. Five days, I've seen the best results like this. Yeah. Well, so you know, you got to take into consideration who you're dealing with, what kind of patients you've got, and stuff. And for a first time fast, water fast is a little harsh on them. They can do it. You know, I send them to True North. Great. You go in there, be a Nazi concentration camp, and they don't let you leave, and they got they got their eye on you, and that's wonderful, and you can get some great results. And then you know, there's like, how do we do the at-home fast? You know, where we get the same benefit, and the juice offers glucose. So you know, people always think like, oh, hypoglycemia, blah blah blah. It's like if you're sipping juice all day, you don't have any hypoglycemia. And when you're fasting, your body gets used to a lower blood sugar, lower levels of insulin, which create less inflammation in the body. And it's like, oh, this is kind of new, a whole new... And the insulin receptors become much more sensitive and they bind onto insulin. You don't need very much insulin for when you start eating again. Mm -hmm. And that's the benefit is that the average person can do a juice fast and not worry about their blood sugar because it's not going to go too low. Nothing bad's going to happen. And it's a security blanket. So in the Buschinger fasting clinic in Germany, so, you know, they have like a very strict regime and it starts out with you get some tea in the morning and because I was vegan, they gave me agave instead of honey. So, and that was, I think, 74 calories. So then, you know, that's after the 10 kilometer hike that you do. You have the option, you don't have to do the hike. And then for lunch, you get this broth, which is about 25, 30 calories. So I give you that. But you get your broth and you go sit in a room that overlooks a beautiful lake and then other people commiserating with your bowl of soup like you know like we're all getting the same soup here and it's it's like water basically but it gives them something warm that you know warms their insides and it feels like they get to eat a little bit and then you do it for dinner and you realize that a lot of eating is social and you realize that when you go to the blue zones and you see how people live i went I, I missed her. I could have seen her when she was 117. So the oldest person to ever live with documented papers was Jeanne Louise Calmont. She was in uh, Arles in France. And I was there when she was 117. And 
you don't make it to that age if you're overweight and obese. And that would be an extremely rare, unusual event. But one of the things, so I bicycled a thousand miles through France. And one of the things that we saw was slow eating. And that's something that, you know, we try to stress that. I do with my patients, like put your trenching tools down between bites and talk. And that's what in blue zones, I mean, the one woman that I saw, she was a super centenarian um, and she's featured a lot in uh, Dan Buettner's book, Blue Zones and Blue Zone Solution. And her name is Panchita. So I was there when she was 110 and there was a picture of her and seven generations. It's like, oh my God, you know, she started early, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, but it was that family thing that they all get together and they eat together. And that is something I think Dan Buettner has talked about a lot. And other people have talked about that. That's part of the longevity. Walter Longo talks about that, that it's a, it's a unit, you know. You're not eating by yourself in the corner, slopping something down between your work and stuff. You sit down as a family and you, you eat that. Right. And you eat slowly. So we'd bike past a place in the morning and then two or three hours later, we'd bike past the same place and they'd still be outside eating. Wow. Doing their thing. It was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Different than us here. Oh, God. You we're, know. we're on the go. Oh, we God. got something to do in 30 minutes already, you know? Yeah, and they closed down. I don't know if they still do this. This was a while since I've been there. Like all the shops and stuff in the post office for noon. It was like, yeah, it's siesta time. It's like, oh, that's nice. Two hours to just be. Yeah, to eat and, you know, meditate and stuff. Oh, you know? I'm inspired yeah. by that. Yeah, that, that that's inspiring. So I want to create that in Costa Rica. Well, well I'll become visiting you. Uh, you. Well, just the name Costa Rica. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it's like, so a lot of the people I met fasting, I met some really great people there all over the world. You know, I'm like, would you, if you have a choice of Germany or Costa Rica, where would you like to fast? Easy. <laughs> He's like, like no brainer, Easy. especially in the wintertime, right? It's like, okay, you know, it's the water, the primordial soup is right there. It's 85 degrees. Yeah. So we, we did this, uh, and it's in the blue zone where our place is. And so we did this retreat uh, right next to the blue zone. And it was a full moon, super moon blue moon and partial lunar eclipse. And we were surfing in the morning at 5.50 a.m. while the eclipse was happening. And, I was, and the water was like warm and you could see all the bioluminescence. And I'm like, I'm ready to go now. You can right, take me. now's a good time I'm to gonna, go if I'm gonna go now's soon. Now's a good time, you can show <laughs> if they're hungry, you know, you could feed them. Oh me. man, that's but beautiful it, though. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm gonna come visit the place in, in, in Costa Rica because it sounds so like inspiring. Yeah, it, it, I would want to fast there. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah, and I'm yeah. with everyone else. Like I sometimes have resistance to wanting to fast. Absolutely. Because I know that first day and even oh. the second day, I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Something you're meeting someone, they're coming in, you know. You Every go, excuse. Oh, I have a guy now. I gave him an expired but still good uh, fasting mimicking diet. Yeah. I gave it to him about six weeks ago, and he cleans for me every couple of weeks. And every time he comes in, I'm like, 
So uh, how's the uh, fasting mimicking diet coming along? He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it yet. He's like, well, you know, the holidays, okay, the holidays are pretty much over. Right. And then well, we had some visitors and stuff. Anyway, there's always an excuse. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. People don't make excuses like, well, I was in the backyard and, right. you know, I was really tired and I, I didn't want to brush my teeth. Yeah. So, so we want to fast now. Okay, yeah. you got us on the on, yeah. the on the train. How many times a year is is a good recommended time to do fasting? Great question, and I like to defer to Walter Longo in his book. He describes in detail, like, okay, where are you at on the health screen? It's like when I, you know, when people come in to see me, they kind of know what they're going to get from doing the health history summary. Because I ask them how long they want to live, how long do they expect to live? It's like, why is he asking me that? And I explain to people, well, you know, you're coming in for whatever problem you are, but there's all these other things that are connected to your problem. And, you know, you need to look at the, at the whole picture. That's important. So I grade them on their blood work, you know, C minus. I'm, I'm a hard grader. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet. To get, you know... I mean, your insulin's got to be like five fasting. You got to have cholesterol between 150 and 170. Your LDL's got to be below 90. You know, your homocysteine, you know, all those numbers got to be good. So we, you know, I tell my people like, we're making a painting. You give me the brushes, the easel, the paints. You tell me where to paint and we paint and we step back like a Monet painting and we say, oh, okay, you got got some cardiovascular issues over here, uh, you know, we're going to send you in, get your CIMT, your carotid intima media score, see how old your vessels are, you know, maybe do a CT of your heart, low radiation, but gives us valuable information depending upon your age. So after we categorize you like, you know, like, like how, Dr. G, how healthy are you? I'm expecting you're pretty healthy Certainly a hell of a lot healthier than the average, you know, schmo. So, you know, maybe a couple times a year you could fast. I see. I see. How many times do you fast? I do three times a year. Three times a year for five days? Well, no, because June is the big one. That's a big one. That's the one where I don't want hay fever. I still live in Portland. I see. So I do that for two to three weeks. Mm. Now, this last year was a little unusual because I was going to this fasting clinic in August, the Bushinger, and I wanted to experience like everything they got with right. their fast. So I like cut my fast a little bit short for June and did okay with the hay fever. So it has long-term effects on your hay fever. Mm. I mean, I, I went, actually, I challenged myself a couple times and I, Actually, when people would mow their lawns, I would run inside the house and close all the windows and the doors, make sure that smell doesn't get in because that's yeah. the beginning of itchy eyes and sneezing. So one time on a fast, this was probably 10 years ago, I like was day six or seven on the fast. I'm like, I'm going to go get my lawnmower and I'm going to clean the lawnmower out. You know? Wow. It was, yeah. Like high exposure. And I'm going to mow the lawn. And I remember the symptoms I had were like, my nose was a little itchy. And that was it. And I'm like, wow, 
That was impressive. Wow, if, I could know. if I could tolerate that, that's what, what other things can people tolerate? Yeah, which is know? such a beautiful thing. And we think about when it comes to fasting, what happens with the immune system? What's going on in the immune system? Is, yeah. is it cleaning out? Is it is it is it vacuuming? <laughs> Spring yeah. cleaning? What's happening? Well, it's you know, I mean, you talked about cancer. I listened to your cancer lecture, and yeah, you have to look at the big picture. You know, why does someone get cancer? Cancer just doesn't happen for no reason, and you know, we're exposed to this crazy amount of environmental toxicants, glyphosate and heavy metals, radiation, which we don't even talk about because it's like we don't see it and it's there. And we've been exposed since the beginning of nuclear detonation above in the atmosphere. We've done 932 nukes in the atmosphere. And it's like as a half-life of four and a half billion years, some of the radioactive material. Yeah. So it ain't going anywhere. It's going to be around. So it's just one more little thing that we're exposed to. A cross-country flight is a tenth of a millisievert. We're exposed to 6.2 millisieverts a year. So a round trip is, you know, two-tenths of a millisievert. A full-body CT scan is 10 millisieverts, to give your audience a concept of that. A nuclear worker wears a badge. If they get more than... 10 millisieverts in a year, they have to quit. They, they're allowed, I think it's 50 millisieverts for their entire career. Wow. So, but you know, and it's like, okay, so we don't even think about that, but that's another assault on our DNA and our bodies. And like, best way to treat that is fasting. So, Walter Longo has, and I, I spent some time at True North, I got a chance to visit some patients who are like really ill and stuff and some patients getting chemotherapy. And so he developed this plan in answer to your immune system question. What if instead of we feed people like pigs and then give them chemo, what if we fast them? And it's like, that's terrible. You're going to fast this person who's dying of cancer. Anyway, so lo and behold, he discovered that when you fast before you do chemotherapy, you can tolerate the chemotherapy much, much better with no side effects. I mean, it's kind of like amazing. It's like, oh, you know. So Dr. Longo, I, I know, is doing a bunch of research on that area right now, like to yeah. do potentiated treatments with fasting. Yeah. But it's a tough hill to climb because fasting is like evil and it's like you know it's hippie science and right you know, controversy as we were talking about off air before yeah, this it's yeah. just wild to hear where where we're at does it affect sleep negatively or positively are people sleeping better or are they like whoa i can't sleep on this because my cortisol is high well that's a great question you know one of the things that will happen is you will urinate a lot so when you urinate a lot at night, you have to get up. Right. So it will, it can disturb your sleep from just urinating a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely a cortisol production that gets released. And I usually get kind of hyper when I fast. Mm. I, I, I like, you know, I may have so much energy and stuff. I have to force myself to go to bed. 
because otherwise they could stay up all night. Wow. Now that probably doesn't happen with everybody, but definitely people get a jolt of like, oh wow, it's like their head gets like clear for like the first time in like years. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. And my vision, I, man, I never used to be able to read that sign over there. Now it's like clear as day. It's mm -hmm. like, wow. So those are the positive things that people get, little bursts of those. And, you know, most people, the average energy in a one to 10, they check off on my health history is about 6.3, mm. I would say. Average. It's about average. You know, some people are like minus 10 and some people, rarely do I ever get like nines and tens. That's a rare thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, Fasting. Fasting, fasting. But now you talked about the juice. Now, yeah. what type of juice? I didn't even get to ask you. What well, juice are we using? Well, different juice. So people get a, like sometimes concerned. Sugar is going to go off the charts. And it's like, right. no, it's not because you're not going to get that many calories. Now, I usually start them out on something that's simple and easy to get, like apple juice. Apple juice is mostly hypoallergenic. Except, of course, you know, we want to make sure that they ain't sprayed. So it's got to be organic. So to make it simple, go to the store. Santa Cruz makes one. There's a bunch of ones, organic apple juice. Yeah. Just make it simple. And then you're going to dilute that apple juice. The first time, you're going to dilute it 20%. So you're going to get like 1,400 calories on the first day. And then the second day, you go to half and half. So now you're getting, you know, eight or 900 calories. And then the third day, depending upon how advanced you are, I may just go to water or just 90% water and 10% juice. So they have that little juicy thing in there. Right. Taste and like, oh, I'm getting a little bit of it. Yeah. And not a big deal. I've done triathlons, biked 100 miles, gone on surfing expeditions, all while fasting. Wow. So, you know you will get a little cooler. So be prepared for it. But I went surfing in the Oregon coast and water's like freezing cold and did fine. You know, you it's good. like your body, like, you know, is not going to let you, you know, go into hypothermia. Right, right. Your right. body's going to like, okay, we need a little, we need a little body heat inside over there, but you know, be better if you had hot, hot liquid. So in the winter time, I'll let people heat their juice up. Oh, nice. But it's got to be organic and they can warm it up. You know, don't boil it or anything, but just warm it up. And then there's different kinds of juices that you can do. Like pear juice is more hypoallergenic than apple juice. Mm. But apples are in the dirty dozen foods, so you definitely want to get them organic and stuff. So, and sometimes someone has a juice that they love. And I'm like, okay, watermelon juice, that's fine. That one sounds nice in the summer. It's a great one you know, to have. That's a nice summer. So, but we try to keep it hypoallergenic, you know, like tomato, nightshade family, you know, probably don't want to, you want to avoid that. For sure, know, for sure. For that. Now, people are going to try out a fast and, and learn this, but now yeah. when they start introducing food, ah. this is a very important time, correct? Yeah. So how do we do this correctly? Yeah, that is by far the hardest part of the fast. I mean, the first two days, if you're going through withdrawal symptoms, yeah, that's that's a rough go. Uh, but, you know, you get past that and then you're home free. And now you're cruising. Now you got to come off the fast. So 
You want to come off the fast slowly. But, so that's the part where people get into like seafood diet where they see it and they eat it, you know. So I, I have all my fasting patients. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best. But especially when it comes to omega-3s, and, and I really mean it, omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puris O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Okay, you're coming in at the end of your fast and we're going to go through every day for the next week exactly where you're going to eat. There's not going to be any mystery here. Mm. And if the fruit is not, you know, ripe, well, you'll need to get an alternative and stuff. Right. So I lay that out. Usually, you know, applesauce from apple juice. Have some applesauce. Mm. Baked sweet potato, baked purple sweet potato. Just cook like crazy, you know. And then, you know, steamed greens. I mean, hypoallergenic, like you were feeding a baby. Right. That's eating for the first time. So nothing raw. 
the apple sauce is raw. Mm, that's true. That's true. But nothing that like very fibrous that you're eating no, just yet. No, you yeah, you you want to be very careful about putting too much fiber in there because this is what happened. Lewis and Clark, you know, my neck of the woods, 1805, they're starving to death. Literally. They just came over the mountains from Montana and the Nez Piers Indians see them and Sacagawea is with them. And they're going to kill them all, take all their guns and ammo. Would have been the most powerful natives in all of North America. They blew that one. But anyway, so they're starving to death and they give them their local food, which is salmon. So in those days before there was a dams in the Columbia River, you could walk across the Columbia on the backs of salmon. That's how many. Wow. It was, it was like like crazy. So they fed them salmon and camas root vegetables. Camas root, root vegetables have a lot of fiber in them. Uh, if you're starving and you come off your fast by doing a bunch of camas root vegetables, it's going to make you sick because you're not used to it. You don't have the bacteria, the microbiome to handle that new food with all that fiber. So you want to not put too much fiber in there. So steamed greens there's not really that much fiber in greens there's other things in there but uh, it's a little cellulose and stuff don't overdo the fiber make it really simple you know fruit is a nice choice uh, especially in the summertime i like blackberries and blueberries and they all have to be organic of course because we want to make sure you're not ingesting in this it's like cleaning your car you know it's all like don't you dare come in this car with that bag of popcorn. I'll kill you. Right. Or rice cakes, you know. You know, don't come in here with that. So, you know, and that's the beauty of fasting, too. It's because the fast is extended beyond the five days that they do the fast for. Mm. Because they're still kind of fasting. And their ketones may still be present even with that little bit of food. So it could take a day or two to come out of ketosis. Wow. When they're doing the... Uh, hypoallergenic food introduction, but make sure <clears throat> you don't overeat and you make sure you have <clears throat> everything that you're going to eat day one, day two is all written there and, you know, monitor yourself. I love that. I yeah. love that. And, and because a lot of us, we come out and we go, oh, finally I can eat. Right. Let's go to this restaurant. I've oh, been, yeah. I've been craving this, oh. right? So big mistake you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I went to... Uh, Hey, I, I'm no, you know, mm -hmm. God over here. I went out to eat. We have this beautiful Peruvian restaurant and friends were from out of town. <clears throat> I go in there and I'm coming off my fast. It's in June. And whew, you can't do that. You can't That's do it. The, you can't you can't do it. So I like almost exploded on the way home. I was like, I had to stop at a friend's house. I was like, oh, wow, that's tough, huh? Yeah, it was like, okay, thanks for the feedback. I appreciate that. Uh, I won't do it again. Haven't done it since. Well, does the microbiome change in five days like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That fast? Yeah, the microbiome is unbelievable. There's a wonderful movie, uh, and it's about microbiota. And it's about the amazing powers of microbiota. When I was at the Fasting Institute there in, in Germany, I watched it. We, it was a show and tell night, you know. It was like, oh, it's very cool. And yeah. It was like 
amazing. You know, they did such a great job with that. And it was a guy from New York who, you know, basically had like severe Crohn's disease, was like, you know, basically invalidic. And he found out about stool transplant. And he should have found out about fasting first. Mm -hmm. And he did this stool transplant from his neighbor in his building that he lived in and cured himself. But, you know, fasting can do the same thing. It can change your microbiota very, very rapidly Mm. because your sugars are so much less. Like my waking sugar was like sometimes 49, 43, like on day like seven, eight, nine. I was like, oh, that's really good. And I had no symptoms. So your body gets used to having that lower blood sugar, which is great. Like we're all trained to have higher blood sugar. I mean, like the average person is a pre-diabetic. Which is a very scary statement. Yeah. Like the average person in the U.S. of the 333 million, the average person's got pre-diabetes. And what's the implication of that then for them? Well, aging. Glycosylation, all your tissues. I, I like to explain to people, you know, you got you know, this beautiful capillaries and endothelial cells. And like if you had a caramelized apple with a sticky or cinnamon roll with a sticky gooey sugar, well, when that happens on the microscopic level to your capillaries, the red blood cells that have to fold up to get into a capillary and go into that space and release its oxygen, they can't fit because it's all gummed up. So that tissue becomes hypoxic and it dies. And that's what peripheral neuropathy is in diabetes or wounds that don't heal. I mean, it's like pretty straightforward. So the best way to open that up is to fast. Mm, Reducing your blood, creating a new blood sugar normal for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm used to being at 70. That's good, you know. So, you know, it's good to play games with people. I I want your A1C down below 5.3. That's your goal, you know. If you set the goal like, well, if you get under six and a half, you're okay. Like, no, that's not. Well, how long you want to live? Right, right. You want to live to 80? Okay, fine. Keep it at six, you know. And it's not about necessarily living longer. You just don't want to be, you know, spoon-fed Fruit Loops by a nursing aide when you're 65 years old. Right. Right. Which happens. I took I, I worked in a nursing home for a couple of years when I was in school. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like awful. Like what they're feeding these people, you know. Yeah. They're not going to get better. No. They're not coming out of this place. In hospitals in general, too, just overall, the food that, they, the food that we're eating. Yeah, I mean, how ironic is it? Like, I, you know, how ironic is it that the sickest people in our society, in the hospitals, are fed the worst food? that you could feed them. Mm. It's better now. My son was in the hospital for, I don't know, 17 days. And I was actually amazed that things have gotten better. But still, you know, this should be like the best food in the world that you're getting. Right. Right? Clean stuff. You know, if you've got, you know, some type of inflammatory condition or surgery, you know, you want like the best food in the world. You don't want like you know, grade C and it, you know, and, you know, people, you know, have a misconception what good food is. Of course, you know, we know beyond any doubt that plant-based food 
I mean, that's, you know, that's the bottom line. Everyone's going to need to go vegan for environmental purposes. And then if humans want to evolve on a different level, spiritually wise, they need to do that too. Mm. So that's like a no brainer. But, you know, I mean, there's so many positive benefits and, you know, we eat 200 foods on the planet. And there's over 200,000 edible plants that we could be eating, right. like mushroom. Like I live in Mushroom Haven, and I go out and I hunt mushrooms and get chanterelles, and and it's like, oh, it's kind of you know. In the st I saw them in the store in San Diego for like, what, what's the other mushroom? Was I think it was might have been chanterelles. They were like forty nine dollars a pound. Yeah, and I was like, you got a bunch at home. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to bring them down. You got the good stuff go. at home. I love that. The good stuff. Let's think about fasting. Who shouldn't be using it? Who shouldn't be doing the fasting? Because not every, it might not be for everyone. Yeah. So I, I was at a handstand class, and the one of the receptionists was like, somehow we got about talking about fasting, and and she's all can't fast. I was like, yeah, you can. No, I can't. I don't know. And I was a little too cocky, maybe. I said, I guarantee you can fast. There are people that you want to be really careful about. If you got a history of eating disorders, you know, right there, that's kind of a red flag. So, because that could create problems. Um, if you have someone that's, actually underweight is not a contra contraindication for fasting because it will actually reset your metabolism and actually may have the opposite effect and it may help you gain weight which could be good for someone that's trying to gain weight but um you know people um and it's interesting because the buhinger institute they don't treat cancer and they don't treat type 1 diabetes they don't want to deal with that that's too complicated mm -hmm. whereas you know true north which is water fasting, they will treat both of those conditions. Yeah. But they need to be supervised. So a type 1 diabetic taking insulin, you could fast them, but they need to be under some serious medical supervision. Mm. How about, how about so a woman with uh, hormonal issues or, or really low cortisol or really high cortisol? Yeah. Was it, would, would it be okay for them? think it would be great for them. Wow. Again, you know, depending upon where they're coming from, how many medications they're on, right. you know, we didn't even get into psychotropic medications, but, you know, there's a lot of that going around. Mm -hmm. And when you fast, it could potentiate the effect of the drug that they are on. Right. Make it more powerful. So, you know... There's certain medications I take people off of like immediately. Like if you're on a blood pressure, depending upon how high your blood pressure is, but I will take you off of that blood pressure medication or reduce, you know, the amount that you're taking because what can happen is your blood pressure could go too low because your body thinks it's in equilibrium and it pushes the blood pressure way down. It's down too low because of the medication so if you get rid of the medication and then it naturally comes down because you're fasting, that's much better. So you, you do want to be careful about, about that because if it, the blood per pressure gets too low, they get dizzy, they fall over, they hit their head right. and they die. Right. Right. And, you know, elderly population. So that's the other, you know, caution. 
elderly population fasting. Like how old is too old? It's an individual case. Mm-hmm. I've fasted some of my 85, 87-year-olds for a few days. I had one guy come in. He was like 78. He had this terrible folliculitis in his groin area. He treated with three antibiotics. And he believed that he needed to eat protein every couple hours. And so he pulled out of his pocket these slabs of cold cuts that he had in his pocket. And he said, I eat one of these like every couple hours. And I'm like, okay. So how would you feel about like not eating any of those? In fact, how would you feel about fasting? <laughs> anyway, he almost fell on the floor. He was like, oh, there's not, I can't fast. I, I got to eat this protein every right. couple hours. He, he had it like locked in his mind. And this folliculitis, I mean, didn't respond to the antibiotics. It looked awful. And he came back five days later and his folliculitis was 90% gone. Wow. And he was like shocked. He was like, I can't believe, I can't believe it. I can't believe I've gone all this time thinking I need these. All these cold cuts in my pocket. Protein <laughs> slabs, you know, every couple of Well, yeah, it was a discovery, you know, that you made. I love to hear that. So if someone's viewing, listening, watching, and they go, hey, I want to fast. Is there a safe way, safe resources that they can look for to do it the right way? Do they hook up with their local naturopathic doctor? How, how do we do this? I like to think that naturopathic physicians are the guardian of fasting and maybe somewhat true, but not enough, you right. know, not, not enough. We, we don't have enough. We need more to go around. Mm-hmm. So I love to edge. I'm a teacher, you know, I did. 10,000 miles on the bicycle. We gave 120 lectures when I graduated. We were on TV for two dozen times. And mm-hmm. anyway, it was like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Good, good stuff over there. So I tell my, I have a paper that I give them that I wrote about fasting that describes in detail like the emotions you have, symptoms to watch. I mean, it's not completely comprehensive because, you know, there's the whole medication thing and the individual thing. So I, I, I tell them to go see the Buhinger Institute. Go on their website because it's really nice. It's yeah. like, oh, this is really yeah. nice. And then uh, Francois Wilhelmi de Toledo. She's third generation. She's a medical doctor. Great. And she is a beautiful soul. When she gives her lectures, you know, she's very compassionate. And she's like understanding. And, you know, she's inspiring. Because, you know, she gets excited about fasting and she's like, everyone can do this. It's not, you know, yeah. so complicated and stuff. And But, you know, the, the hunger thing, she has a lecture on hunger because people, you know, think in their head, I'm like starving. And, and you know, she's very compassionate. So I like her. Dr. Pradnamis from Florida is also a good one because he's also inspiring. He's like, get in there. Just do, you're not going to die you know? <laughs> and he's funny so that's good and there's a couple movie documentaries about fasting that feature the Bushinger Institute and then a place up in Siberia which looked a little stark you know? a little a little bit <laughs> a little cold so and we'll have those on the show notes for everyone yeah. and um how can people reach out to you if they want to do a little fast with you or get 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 connected with you for their health 
well, uh, I guess I don't have. So we're in the infant stages of our Costa Rican project and stuff. But you could reach me at like my uh, email address, mm -hmm. which I'm happy to give out. Sure. Mars, M-A-R-Z. ND naturopathic doc. I could say that here. Mm -hmm. Usually I say, I because the N is in Nancy, D is in dog, because yeah, I don't yeah. know what the nature Right, right, is. right. We know it. Uh, at mac.com. Okay. So MarsND at mac.com. And I only have one email because I got rid of all the other ones. I couldn't handle them. Too crazy. So any questions, any, any yeah, concerns? Yeah, they can, they can send me to that and I'll give you my information if someone, you Wonderful. know, wants like references yeah, and stuff. Well, I have a, a long list of movies that I give people and different levels of movies and stuff to educate them on different things, you know. You know, cancer is a big thing you mentioned, you know. Yeah. Foods to Fight Cancer is like my favorite book, you know. And then Will Bulsowitz, you know. Fiber, Fiber Fuel. Fuel is like, oh, fine, I don't have to write that book. Yeah. You, you know, you, that's you a book it. I was going to write, but I'm like, no, that's great. You take care of it, you know. Wonderful. I got bigger broccolis to saute. I love it, I love it. With that said... I'm ready for some broccoli to be sautéed. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to eat some good food. Got, yeah. yeah, we got some good food around here. So uh, thank you, Dr. Mark, yeah. for being here, man. Th thank you, Dr. Wonderful G, teacher. Yeah. I know I could see you love teaching yeah. and helping people. And yeah. it's, it is in the true spirit of a naturopathic doctor. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. You know, Appreciate uh, being able to share a little bit of what I got in there. Today, I'm going to talk to you about my top recommendations for athletic performance, right? For workout, exercise benefits. How are we going to maximize these hacks, making sure you're recovering much better and how to just be the best athlete that you can be? Let's go to my number one recommendations. You've got to stay hydrated. You ain't going to find any exercise performance. You're not going to be doing good at the gym if you're not hydrated, period. And you got to make sure you're hydrating before you go to the gym, not just when you're at the gym. So, minimum, Minimum, half your body weight in ounces, right? Most of our body is water. So hydration is a major key, especially in overall athletic performance. So if you're feeling thirsty, you're dehydrated. You wanna make sure you're always hydrated and you're assisting your cells in recovery. You're assisting in your body in detoxification. Water is used for every single step, for every reaction in the body, it's so essential. So what can you do before you work out? Make sure you fill up your water. Drink at least half a liter of water. Really hydrate yourself. You're most dehydrated in the mornings. You can add liquid minerals. I like the element ones. You can also use coconut water. That'll be beneficial. You can also make a little water bottle and bring it to the gym with you. You also want to make sure you're maximizing your gut health. A lot of us don't talk enough about recovery and gut health, but very important. Why? Because as you increase fiber in your body, you're attenuating any local or systemic inflammation. So you want to make sure you're having enough good quality food for the long term. These are things you're good to do before your athletic performance, before you're working out, before you even have a program going for building muscle and burning fat. You've got to make sure you're balancing it out with hydration and gut healing foods first and foremost. Now, very important, your bacteria in your gut are going to give you energy supporting B vitamins, which is going to help your mitochondria. When your B vitamins are imbalanced, you're not getting enough good quality nutritious food or your mitochondria is affected, it's a monkey wrench in the cycle that is helping create ATP in the body, energy. And what do you need to work out in athletic performance? Energy. So very important, your gut is closely aligned with your energetic performance. Gut and brain are connected to the vagus nerve. You also wanna make sure that is optimized so you have better focus, mental endurance, and clarity during your workouts. Body composition, very important. The gut is implicated there, especially with blood sugar inflammation. That forest fire that is happening in the body 
will translate into your blood sugar. And if you have disrupted metabolism, that's going to affect the signals that are given to your body to burn fat and build muscle. Sleep, 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 sleep. So, so important. You want to make sure your sleep-weight cycle is in rhythm. Your body clocks are going. Your body clocks are following nature. And very important to understand the importance of light and the importance of darkness. And you're following the sunrise and sunset and making sure that you're designing your sleep and your wake cycles around that. Very important to work out when your cortisol is highest in the morning. I've never been a fan of working out late, late at night, especially before sleep. It will disrupt your sleep because it'll raise your core body temperature. So you wanna make sure you're getting all the hydration, you're making sure you're getting all the gut healing foods, you're making sure you're sleeping. What else is gonna affect your exercise performance and your overall muscle building and fat reducing, removing hormone disruptors? You have to. That's causing persistent inflammation. Remember what I said about inflammation? It's affecting your ability to burn fat. It's also gonna reduce your muscle building potential. Estrogen in foods, right? There's different foods that actually act like estrogen in the body. Soy not being one of them, that's a myth. But you're going to find, for example, in dairy, estradiol in there. And it's really high. It's very potent. But you also want to stay away from plastics. You also want to stay away from those chemicals that are disrupting your hormones. We've grown up with this myth that dairy increases the bone strength, right? But it doesn't. That's actually been shown that dairy has no effect on your bone strength. More important is weight-bearing exercise. More important is movement. More important is sun and vitamin D. Scientifically, the connection between calcium and bone strength is weak. And the connection between dairy and bone health is almost non-existent. You want to audit how many of these hormone-producing foods are you having, and most of it is going to be coming from animal products, especially dairy. But let's get to my favorite part. What are some of the functional foods? What are the foods that you need to start bringing into your diet to optimize your workouts, optimize your performance if you're an athlete, optimize recovery to make sure that, again, you're building the most amount of muscle and burning the most amount of fat. That ratio is very important for longevity in your life. Go look at Dr. Gabrielle Lyon's work. She's been on the show more than a few times. And her work is pivotal at understanding, yeah, we need to build the most amount of muscles, especially as we near the age of 40. So functional foods, very important. They're called ergogenic foods. These are foods that help in performance, stamina, and recovery. They reduce oxidation. When you have high amounts of oxidation, it's causing muscle stress, muscle fatigue, soreness, and that's the pain of the existence of working out, right? The more sore, the more in pain you are, the less recovered you are, and you ain't going to go back to the gym as quick as you usually should be. So the goal is having your body heal and recover quicker so you can get back to the gym and start reaping the benefits of regular exercise. Spinach, very important. One of the cleanest, cleanest ones out there. Leafy greens, but spinach is so important at helping reduce that oxidation in the body and helping the body recover. What else do I like? Watermelon. That is one of my favorite pre-workouts. Why? Watermelon contains a very special constituent, citrulline, that is going to help vasodilate the blood vessels. You want to do this before the workout because you want to prepare your blood vessels for all the blood flow that's moving, feeding your muscles better, and hence having a better workout. Two cups of watermelon, more than enough. Same thing with berries. They're high-quality pre-workout, helping reduce oxidation and helping the blood flow going. You can put them in shakes. Just make sure that you're using an alternative milk. What else is really good at performance? There's actually been some studies with sprinters that showed improved performance on sprints with things like tomatoes, black currants, and tart cherry juice. So here's something that you can take before a workout or during a workout. What else have we seen? Beans and orange slices actually attenuate something called xanthine oxide, which is a driver of a lot of that inflammation that we were talking about. 
So performance overall, you want to make sure you're optimizing nitric oxide, as I mentioned with the watermelon. So what are some other foods that increase nitric oxide? Right, Very important chemical at opening, vasodilating your blood vessels to getting more blood to the muscles so you're performing better, having better workouts. Beets, my God, 75 minutes before a workout, or you can even take beet juice 20 to 30 minutes before a workout. That's a major pre-workout. And it's so important because what it's doing is, is increasing the blood flow. Now you're having better performance. You can couple that with high nitrate veggies like leafy greens, Swiss chard, beet greens, butter lettuce, cilantro, rhubarb, even arugula, put it into a drink. Might not taste like the best thing in the world, but I promise you it's gonna help your muscle performance. If you're on the go, like even on a hike, fennel seeds are gonna be really important. They're gonna have a very similar mechanism. You can just put them in your pocket and uh, utilize them when you need them most. And actually something that I've been using on and off for a few years now is just one drop of peppermint oil in 500 milliliters of water. Now, the study with this has shown that it's actually helpful at increasing the oxygenation to your lungs. It actually opens up the lungs and gets more oxygen into your body. Pretty incredible. Now, before you start ingesting any essential oils, talk to your doctor first if that's safe for you. Now, as far as all parameters for performance, work, power, respiration, really the things that we want to optimize most to have the best performance, they tested cheese and chicken sandwiches, and they found that they were actually detrimental. They were doing the reverse for people for these parameters of work, power, and respiration. So you actually don't want to have any animal products before an athletic performance at least six to seven hours. Very important to remember, very important to understand. Purple grape juice is actually something that's really powerful that helps reduce the time till exhaustion. So if you're doing anything that requires a lot of stamina, actually purple grape juice, organic, would be very powerful. And if you have injuries at all, or if you have anything going on with the joints, I really like apple peel powder. It's actually been shown to reduce joint pain and joint inflammation. Also, I love ground ginger, especially ginger and turmeric. That's the mix for the ages, helping reduce joint pain. Pineapple juice contains something called bromelain. You can also get that in a supplement form especially if you're suffering with any prolonged muscle soreness or joint pain, but remember to ask your practitioner before taking any supplements. Some of my favorite things that I do for pre-workouts and post-workouts, creatine has been very powerful at helping muscle synthesis, and it's also helpful for the brain, actually, so helping focus. So creatine is something that I take before or after. I take about five grams a day, and it's been super powerful. Also utilizing a protein, whether you use whey or a plant-based one, is gonna be a very important supplement to your workouts at providing the essential amino acids. Again, Gabrielle Lyon talks about some of the top essential amino acids for muscle building. Those are usually the branch chain amino acids, leucine being one of the most important ones. You wanna make sure you're getting enough in a day to help build that muscle and burn that fat. It's really about feeding yourself enough calories to sustain your performance so you're not burning muscle, but you're actually helping build it. On a side note with creatine, a lot of people have been worried about if it affects the kidneys. One, it doesn't affect the kidneys. It's actually fine, it's safe, and it can be utilized by men and women. Both will be reaping the benefits of creatine on the muscles, muscle synthesis, and as I mentioned, brain and focus. Okay, so now I'm gonna give you guys a little regimen that I would give my clients that have been really helpful for them. This is straight from White Coat Dr. G sending emails to his clients. This is one of my favorite stuff, okay? So for a pre-workout, you take 1.5 cups of beets, about one and a half hours before a workout, or eight to 12 ounces of beet juice 30 minutes before, 
As I mentioned, that's gonna really help increase blood flow to the muscles. Remember the foods that I just mentioned before, having those greens. So you can either mix that up with the beet juice and use that as your power pre-workout. And to the surprise of many, dark chocolate is actually very powerful. So one to two squares can actually help prolong exercise. Make sure you're getting dark chocolate, not milk chocolate, and at least over 75% dark chocolate. And as another pre-workout, you can do one to two tablespoons of tart cherry juice, or you can use water and have a tart cherry juice powder and mix it up. That's gonna be helping your overall performance because there was a study showing that this was beneficial in the soccer players who were utilizing the tart cherry juice for not only sprinting, but recovery. As I mentioned before, fresh purple grape juice has been shown to reduce the time of exhaustion. That's your third option for a pre-workout. During the workout, if you can get your hands on it, these are gonna help extend your athletic performance. Orange slices, actually there's not a coincidence that orange slices are at your kid's soccer game. As you're consuming these orange slices, it's reducing that lactic acid. It's helping increase your muscle performance during the workout. As I mentioned, fennel seeds, you can always take one of those. Peppermint oil, that hack, one drop in 500 milliliters. And one of my favorite ones, easy ones, is staying hydrated during the workout. You can use your mineral powders like the elements, or you can have coconut water. Bring it to the gym with you. Bring it to whatever exercise performance. If you play ultimate frisbee, if you're playing rec league soccer, whatever it is, that's gonna be really helpful. Now recovery. You did your workout, and you wanna make sure you're gonna be good for tomorrow. Make sure when you get home, you're eating at some point in the day, one or two cups of spinach, or one to two cups of watermelon, or one to two cups of blueberries, raspberries, or blackberries, or half a cup to about a cup of beans, helping reduce the oxidation in the body. You also wanna make sure to add on one to about one and three quarters teaspoons of ground ginger. That's gonna be really, really helpful or turmeric, especially if you put a lot out there in your workout, right? You did a heavy leg day, for example. You can also utilize eight ounces of fresh black currant juice. That'll help reduce oxidative stress. Eight ounces of tomato juice can be helpful. We'll be doing the same thing. And as I mentioned, tart cherry juice actually plays a role after workout too. So there you have it. These are some really, really powerful hacks that have helped many of my clients in the past. I used to work with a lot of athletes and now you. So try them out, do the pre-workout, design your food around the day for post-workout when you're back. Make sure you're getting that sleep, make sure you're hydrating, make sure you're healing and putting your gut as a priority. And watch, just watch how much better you feel with recovery. Watch how much better you perform with your workout. Really, really powerful stuff. Thank you for joining the show. Rate, review, subscribe. As always, all the love to you and I'll see you next week.